Your own personal headley. Someone to sponsor the show, helping us grow. And jobs for headley. Stop it! I'm gonna start calling you. I'm gonna start calling you Coco. I'm pulling out my headphones. That is weird. Yeah, man, Kathy, we just had a primal scene. No, we did it. Don't say that. That was totally primal. I felt all like. I'm sorry, but a a chimpanzee howling does not turn me on, Mister Primal. (laughs) No. Yeah, I just don't have the smell. That's the thing. I just, I don't have that good gorilla smell that you can literally, that funk just comes across the entire zoo and lets the she-gorilla know, hey, I'm ready for you. Go find yourself a she-gorilla, because it ain't me. (laughs) Your back's not hairy enough. It is hairy, but not hairy enough. (laughs) (laughs) Not hairy enough to be my she-gorilla. That's right. It sounds like you're on a high or something. Kathy, I've had a lot of caffeine today, and I just mowed a big lawn. Oh, my God. I think I inhaled enough chopped up bug and grass to just get me buzzed. And gasoline from the from the mower. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start a show. Okay. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted Podcast. (laughs) And welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle. (laughs) Sex (laughs) and perversion. (laughs) <laughs> recording via Zencaster because it's a pandemic, people, and Boogie and I haven't been in the same room for months. I'm Kathy. I am Count Boogie, and I'm lonely. <laughs> you sound a little hyper. Kathy, how did you black out? I did not black out. Who said I blacked out? You, you put on the thing. All right. You put on the thing, blackout. I like, will I tell mean... you, no, I did not black out. So nothing, instantly nothing I got happened. all... I got all scared, and I'm all, she blacked out. I'm like, God, she's got a tumor in her butthole or something. I don't I, know. I don't think a tumor in my butthole would make me black out. More likely a tumor in my brain. Why do you go to my butthole all the time? It's always about my butthole. <laughs> Does that make you uncomfortable? Highly uncomfortable. Does that mean you, you, you're you nervous about daddy coming at you? Huh? Is that what it means? Ah, I thought so. Stop saying daddy in the third person like that. (laughs) Go ahead, little girl. Tell me about your blackout. I'm not going to if you call me little girl. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) Oh, my God. Finally, respect your personal limits, Kathy. (laughs) I would believe you if you didn't say it quite like that. (laughs) God damn it. Our show is a pandemic. Our show is a fucking train wreck, as I've always said. (laughs) Because it infects the entire planet. Not the entire planet, just the few few poor souls who have to listen to this every week. They're all just going, can we just get to the fucking Headley interview or what? Can you guys just (laughs) shut the hell up? Because that is coming up, by the way. And Wicked is going to read Erotica later in the show. (laughs) <laughs> Wicked. But she doesn't uh, want an enema. She doesn't what? want a vodka enema. I just Who thought doesn't you know, want that's the inside scoop. Apparently Wicked. I tried. I, I coaxed. I coaxed. And, uh, you know, she's like, nah, that's not really my thing. But it was hot talking oh to her, God. getting her All ready. Right. Do you want to hear about this blackout or not? I don't know. I'm thinking about oh. Wicked now. I'm distracted. I'm in my primal okay, mode now. Let's move on then. What? No, no, what's the blackout? All right. So, um, you know how Creative Explorer loves his games, whether it's computer games or board games or whatever. And uh, right. normally, I, you know, I'm just not a big gamer. I like some computer games, but there's this game coming out that a bunch of people are just losing their shit over called Cyberpunk 2077. And he's oh. one of these people who's been waiting for it forever and is finally out. He's giddy. He won't stop talking about it. 
So it's coming out the week before Thanksgiving. Now, he's going to end up, he's got a bunch of vacation time. So he's going to take off that week before Thanksgiving and then Thanksgiving week. And he's telling me this and I'm like, oh, cool. Because as you recall, Boogie, I was fairly pissed off that my three-day Labor Day weekend got fucked up because he had to go gaming and I didn't get my three-day weekend with him. And I threw quite a brat term when that happened. <laughs> he I had see. to go off gaming. Oh, man. So, I see it so coming. he's like, take, he takes this time off and I'm like, oh, let's take it here. Are you going to play that fucking game the entire time? He goes, oh, yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Is this like when we're here and you found a game that you like and, and I'm at your place and you're playing computer games and I'm on my computer doing stuff. And then after a couple of hours, we'll get together and watch something on TV and then we'll go get lunch. And then we come back and you're on computer again. We go back and forth and back and forth. It goes, oh, no, no. This is all fucking day long. I'm not leaving my computer unless it's to eat or go to the bathroom. And I'm like, what? Oh the whole time? <laughs> the whole fucking two weeks? Are you, are you, are you serious? And he goes, yeah. Well, Boogie, I don't need to tell you. I will not go into the bratrum that that ensued. I will not go into how angry I was. I will just say that I was extremely angry. Now, I know that he has every right to do that. And if I had something that I was that freaky about, I would absolutely expect him to respect me and go, well, that's your thing. Go ahead. I'll see you in two weeks. But it just pisses me off off like you would not believe i am so upset that i tell him okay i've processed this we need to sit down and talk i got something to tell you i know that what i'm about to say is petty and it is the baser part of me but i can't help it i have to say it i feel that i need revenge and so i <laughs> i am imposing you don't tell people about blackout. revenge Oh, no, no, that's, I tell it right to his fucking face. And I said, I I think I'm going to have to impose a Kathy blackout. He said, what's that? And I said, well, from the moment you take your vacation and you're on your computer playing your game, no texting, no phone calls. I'm not coming over. If you're taking something away from me that I want, I feel it's only fair that I take something away from you that you want. Because I know him. He'll get on his fucking computer. He'll do all his gaming. And then during his breaks and his intervals, he'll call me. He'll text me pictures of the computer game. He'll he'll like take all this time. <laughs> and I'm like, you motherfucker, you can't have your cake and eat it too. That's just not fair. I feel I need to balance the scales. And I'm going to do that with a blackout. And he's kind of laughing. I said, I know that it's funny now, but I'm telling you right now, I expect you to respect my wishes. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to get emails, texts, phone calls, pictures, nothing until you're done with this motherfucking game. So there, drop the mic. I stood up for myself and I don't care if it's petty. I need my revenge. Kathy? What? (laughs) I'm processing because this is not what... I was an alcoholic for many, many years, so I saw a blackout, and I thought, vodka enema? I talked about that with Wicked. She turned me down, even though she's, you know, in Denmark. doesn't matter. But um, so I'm thinking, blackout, oh, you fell, you hit your head, you whatever, and, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, you're joking about it, so you're okay, and then it turns into yet another glorious creative explore d-bag moment and look i don't I want take to say my uh, don't take my only sexual outlet with another human being away from me for two weeks when i could be having a two week long fuck fest and then expect me to be okay with it kathy i am not siding with him <laughs> i am absolutely saying you're Revenge is understandable <laughs> and acceptable, and you can't come up for air and at least see me for an evening out of two entire weeks. I mean, even when people go on vacation, I, you know, I understand all that. I understand what I'm hearing. I'm just processing it, and I'm sure the perverted podcast listeners are processing it, and I'm sure everyone feels that same cringy what the fuck in our gut kind of thing. No. And so I'm I'm in back of you. I just don't think the blackout you're just giving a, I mean, 
I can just see him be like, oh, that's great. That's less shit I got to worry about. No, he's not happy about it because he, he said, I want you here. I want you to be here. And I'm all, yeah, you want me to be here so that when you take a break or at night we can sleep in the same bed and, and you can take, uh, you know, have some time off every once in a while when you want to take a five minute break. That's not what I'm there for. I'm not a, 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 you know, side note on, in your gaming day. So it's not that he doesn't want me there. It's that I'm not going to be there as some piece of furniture waiting for the time when he's off that fucking computer game. And he's going to be talking about the computer game the whole time. I, I just, I can't take it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not. I, no, I'm with you. I just perverted podcast at gmail.com. Please start sending in your applications for <laughs> Kathy's two week dick extravaganza. <laughs> A dick extravaganza for Kathy, yeah, where we just line up the dicks for two weeks. See, now that would be a proper revenge. It's not even a revenge. Fuck him. Let him go play his game. Kathy gets the Kathy 2020 pandemic dick extravaganza. <laughs> did I just coin the phrase dick extravaganza? I'm sure you didn't, but it does sound great. But anybody who's it listening sounds to this, great. ignore Boogie. Though. Don't send in any applications. No. no. <laughs> you know what? No. Bad, Kathy. No. <laughs> it, is, no. It, is, it is time. It is time that you stop making excuses and you know, having your half-ass fucking revenge thing that isn't even real revenge. It is revenge. Need to go Don't out and my get revenge. I'm saying your revenge is more justified than you're giving it credit for, and you need to go get some goddamn dick. I will. It's just that don't. I don't know. Whatever. I thought that funny. That story was funny, and it's actually making me sound really petty as no, I say you're it. you're not petty. This is not petty. <laughs> yes, stop, fucking, stop fucking underselling being ignored by your partner. It is. Stop not, it. Okay. Fucking I, stop not, it. We're going to have to edit out a lot of this because time. you're just yelling at me right now. This is Kathy. Boogie. It's a dick move. It's not petty. This is not petty. You're being literally shoved to the side for two weeks. So? You are completely justified to be pissed about this. I am. I, I, it's not what I Don't would normally- Don't call it petty. It's not what I would normally do. I'm not someone who embraces my need for revenge. But in this case, I'm like, you know, I need to, I need to let out my inner, you know, asshole and be just, and, and treat someone just like kind of they're treating me. I don't have a problem with that. I think you should tell them to fuck off sometimes. Uh, you know, I mean, that's, it's just, this is constant. We hear this all the time. It is not. And it's like, you know how what? many times are you going to make an excuse? And I don't care if he's fucking listening right now. He doesn't listen to the show anymore. Well, fuck him then. Because <laughs> it's not entertaining. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'm saying it's say not that. petty. Calm down. And I don't like and and it upsets me when I hear you go to him and grovel and say this may be petty. It's not petty. He's taking I, his I entire just... two week vacation and completely making you a side thought. So that is I thought, shitty. I thought when I said that that it makes it makes me feel very empowered. You're making it sound as if I'm coming up to him on my hands and knees going Please forgive me, Master, for being so petty, but I'm sorry I have to do it. That's not how it went. Don't characterize okay. it that way because I was like, dude, um, I am I really don't. I always strive for the higher ground. You and I have talked about that before. We try and be better people. But in this case, not going to happen. I want my revenge. That's all there is to it. I think you should have better revenge, like maybe, maybe electrocution. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my god! I've I've unleashed the kraken. I think you need to step. I I'm now. sorry, Kat. I've just heard so many of these things, and then when you, it sounded apologetic, and I'm sorry for yelling. It just made me mad. I'm mad mm -hmm. on your behalf, Kathy. I hope you understand that. That I believe that you are amazing, Aww. and that is what I believe. And I believe, of course, you deserve. And we all have our fuck ups and our and our issues. And believe me, if you saw the the fucking glory ball of what i am right now uh oh, when I've the microphone's it. not on yeah um it's not pretty right now but i really i i know 
you have a problem being aggressive in finding those new partners. And once again, I'm totally okay with these tiny niche that creative explorer uh, fills, but there's more for you. And I believe you deserve more. And so um, I don't think being ignored is petty by any means. Well, okay. on, on your behalf. So I apologize for getting mad. <laughs> just getting mad. Boogie got mad. But that guy pisses. I mean, I just, and it's not that he pisses me off. I think I'm not pissed at him because he's just exactly the same way. And he has no plans on changing. And he revels in it. And he thinks it's cute and funny um, that you put up with it. And so I, uh, you know, that's, you know, if you don't like something, then you leave. But you stay because you get what you want. And then that's fine. I, my partners are the same with me. And I've had partners that have left because they're like the fucking joy ball of roller coaster insanity that you are is not healthy for me to be around. And they leave. Um, I understand that. And I understand we all have our faults and whatever. But I don't know. Yeah. I just well, I just wish yeah. you would find more more stuff. To, it, to, I wish your poly would be more poly. <laughs> lest we forget that I have had my fair share of anger at your past partners too. So I have felt very much the same way that you're feeling right now when I hear sometimes how you've been treated. So well, let's just leave it at that. Fair enough. I like how we were going to start with party Caramba fiesta. I had like little happy <laughs> notes. I thought Kathy had blacked out getting drunk, maybe got some sodomy in there, but no, no, it no, no. Went dark. And now our listener, first time listeners are going to be like, what the fuck? This is like UFC shit. Fight. Dana White's going to come in here and be like, I, 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 I'm going to give Boogie a better fight next time because he really showed his anger. Kathy came in. What are you talking about? It's going to be good. Nothing. Okay. Nothing, Kathy. I chopped what? bugs today. Just another day on Bad Life with bondage, kink, and freaky sex. Ooh, that is freaky. The type of things you see on Bad Life will leave you happy, horny, enlightened, or possibly perplexed. <laughs> I don't scream at you anymore to the show, Kathy. No more screaming at Kathy. No more screaming. No <laughs> okay. more. Well, I was screaming. Like with at you? No, no, do not even yes. try. No, I what? 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 This, is that a this, fat life topic I hear coming? Uh, yes, it is. It is from Blues Pretty Kitty, who wrote a post called "Fire and Fat Life," and she says, "I accidentally stumbled on my husband's fat life one day, and I felt my blood boil, my skin sweat, my eyes tear up. What was he doing?" I thought. We spoke briefly, and then it was swept under the rug to be forgotten about and left for dead. I always thought we had a good marriage, so what was he seeking? Fast forward to today. Here I am on FetLife, posting, sharing pictures, stories, and tagging him in things I like or that he might love. Wait, what happened? How did I get here? Open communication, that's how. At the time, I thought my marriage may fail, and I almost walked away. But something happened when he opened up to me about his desire for kink. I offered to walk beside him and explore. So thank you, FetLife, for sparking a fire in our marriage that almost went out. My future is full of fun and excitement, and I can't wait to share. Woo! To infinity <laughs> and beyond! It was a really short post and just it said so many things that were about and uh, I liked it. I was I was super excited because it let me tell you, the post-it note pile is really big on this one. That's how I gauge. <laughs> that's how I gauge how into a topic I am, depending on how many of these blue post-it notes I have smeared all over my laptop that I'm looking oh, at. So why don't you go ahead and start? Catherine. Well, naturally, I love the positive, up, uplifting ones. Um, we, uh, unfortunately, because we're trying to educate the listeners or we're trying to give them information that helps them, we do end up talking about more of the negative stuff. And, and, and that actually can be helpful. But I, I just absolutely love it when things uh, work out well. And I have to say that uh, I know in the past, in the past few months, I think we've had a couple of different discussions, you and I, on the show in which we're, we're talking about what it 
what happens when you uh, put your prejudices aside or try and go with the flow or open yourself to new experiences. And one of the great things that can happen is something like this. You find out that you two are compatible and that you actually do have a kinky side and that exploring it together actually does make you stronger. doesn't always work that way, but it works out probably that well as often as it works out badly. I mean, I hate that yeah. sometimes we skew it toward the negative when in actuality there are a lot of really great stories like this out there. And I thank her so much for giving us permission to talk about it because I think it's important for us to to hear stuff like that, to hear when things go well. So. Well, I got so excited because, and I'm sure if you spend some time thinking about it, how many things that I love to do now, I completely would never have dreamed that I had done. Now, of course, coming into the lifestyle and surrounding yourself with all of these kinky people and all the information and all of their experiences and whatever, you're bound to discover a lot of things. And of course, that's one of the benefits of getting into the kinky lifestyle is this wealth of experiences and seeing people do things. And that's what's a, we've talked about that, you know, when we still went to dungeons and clubs is you could see so many people trying things and you could see that different point of view that where you say, I would never do this, never, never, never do this. And then you see, or you read about the connection that people have in that activity to where it makes you rethink you're prejudiced against that activity. And I can think of so many of those things like for myself, like uh, for sure. I mean, I remember specifically a conversation when I was in my early 20s that I thought it was so weird that one of my lovers who introduced me to a lot of kinky things, um, but I was still so terrified of my programming and my pride and you know i didn't even know that it was about what people thought of me or my religion thought of me or whatever that she was describing someone who was very aggressive with her and she called him daddy and that sounded so wrong and so fucked up and i was like you call him daddy why do you feel the need to do that and i don't i'd like to say that I didn't say it in a shameful way, but I probably did. And she responded, well, well, this is, this is it. And just, oh my God, the girl, when he does, and I just call him daddy. And I had to really go and do, 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 do toil with that for a wow. long time. And then realize that it was about my hangups. I think there are a lot of people in the King community who have similar stories like that. I think we'd be surprised at how many there are. Um, because when we're younger, uh, we're not always as smart as we think we are. No. And we, we make judgy uh, statements and a have judgy attitudes like that. And it's, it's, we just cringe later in life thinking of what assholes we were. Uh, I was the same way. But, um, and this is in no way stating that, hey, give kink a chance. There's a kinky person inside everyone. Because absolutely, that's not true. Not everybody's going to embrace the kink lifestyle. But... Uh, yeah, these are your example that you just gave and the example we just read are just very life affirming for me. And I absolutely love it. Now then, how do we get to that place? And here That's we go. Great. I'm yes. <laughs> well, you know, solution based, Kathy. Yes, you are. If I'm going to be a train wreck, we got to have some sort of thing. That's a practical application. <laughs> and so I, and I mentioned it before. Getting into a lot of these things, like especially needles, which I was like, no fucking way am I going to do that. Dark age play, no fucking way am I going to do that. Um, a lot of these things took a process. You don't just jump in. And then I thought about going to the gym and how I need to get my fat fucking ass back to the gym. Once a gym opens, you know, I do my little exercise twice a week and that's not really cutting it. But you need to go to the gym. But then I thought about how many activities that you would do like say i walked into a gymnasium that had a bunch of gymnastic equipment like the rings and the you know the the, the pommel horse and you know stuff like that and i'm like oh i'm gonna be a gymnast and i go down and i try to bust into the splits what do you think would happen kathy uh, if uh, me at 52 <laughs> what do you think would happen one of those big monkey howls you gave earlier. 
probably <laughs> a monkey howl and then a call to the paramedics. Um, I would ha- they would take this bent pretzel cramped fat ball of dude. Probably I've ripped something and given myself anal fissures or something. You don't just jump into shit. You start with a little touch your toes attempt. Right. You know, you don't. So many people say, you know, they're uncomfortable about something and maybe their partner's really excited about them trying it. And they're like, just jump in. And then it's a disaster because you didn't stretch. You didn't work your muscles first. You didn't get your head around the play. You didn't negotiate. You didn't communicate well enough. And you just tried to go all the way. Maybe little steps. You know, if you're, if, you know, some people have hard limits on canes. I've had lots of people. I've done a lot of firsts with a lot of people. And I will tell you, if you have a good gym with good equipment and a reliable trainer that you can trust, you can work yourself up to things. I've, I've had people, you know, anal is a, a big one because a lot of people have had bad experiences with anything anal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, canes, impact, fire play, obviously Mew, the story with Mew and needles. All of those things were like, hey, you know what? Let's take the big play scene off the table and let's just try small things together. And when we hear story after story, we hear so many times that that is the way that leads to better success. Right. Is to just work your way kind of up to that. Baby steps. Baby stepping. <laughs> <laughs> Baby step and start. And you know what? I have found. Okay, this is a tip. When people are like, I don't want to do anything anal. Don't want to do anything anal. Have two other girls in the room and put in their jeweled butt plugs. Isn't that a lot of pressure? Like, No, oh, the- you don't. No, you don't say anything. You don't say anything, you know, like, oh, you, you have to do this. No, no, no. You don't do anal. So that's okay. And the, and the other girls are like, oh, my God, put in my butt plug. And it's a sparkly, cute butt plug. I've had twice that I can think of offhand where the person that doesn't like anal is like, oh, okay, that's great. I don't have to do anal. I feel good. But, oh, you know, I watch them put in theirs. And, like, within five minutes of them seeing the other girls with their sparkly butt plugs, they're like, huh, I want a sparkly butt plug. <laughs> so pretty i want one too that's what i want and i'm no 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 one's pushing you (laughs) you evil motherfucker (laughs) i know that's a dick story but it it did happen twice just like that it but i didn't push but just i just it was funny afterwards i'm like wow that's a good trick that's entrapment is what that is motherfucker that's a you something glitter and sparkly all of a sudden, and now they're very anal people. Both of them are like totally like, oh my god, I got over this, and now I love anal. And they got the jeweled butt plug. So, uh, oh boy, sorry, I was rambling. I'm just very happy. What the perverted podcast listeners didn't hear is the 40 minute discussion after <laughs> I screamed at Kathy, after and you then went we off got on all me. Lovey- <laughs> <laughs> that we got all lovey-dovey after that. And I'm like, I really love you, Kathy. And, you know, blood. She's like, fuck you, Boogie. And, you know, and then we just, you know, it was all mushy. And, you know, we communicated. And, and, uh, and then we laughed because the record was still going. And she's like, wouldn't that be funny if you forgot to edit that out? And I'm like, I will not forget to edit all that out. That was just. And uh, nobody yeah, you will hear. ever hear it, Boogie. No. <laughs> Perverted podcast listener segue. Okay, it seems to be. And see, I think a few things are coming through there. Um, Is that a music be... box? Uh, it's a, it's a it's a perfume atomizer that is a with a little wind up um, music box under on the underside. But the, the trouble is uh, the um, the little apparatus uh, used for. Um, it, permeating the uh, the atmosphere with the, the fragrance uh, seems to be kind of broken. Like, you know how rubber, after a while, it turns crusty? Yes. It's, yes, yeah. like my life. <laughs> like my, the rubber of my life yeah. turns crusty all the time, yes. Headley. Oh, my God, this is it. This is the time. This, You know, I have been waiting... For this, what is perfect is to hear you sipping tea in the background because we've heard so much 
about Headley and T-Service. And now, finally, we get to introduce our Perverted Podcast listeners to our glorious show sponsor, Headley. Headley, how are you doing today? Most marvelous and delightful. Lovely to hear your voice. It's been such a long time. Absolutely a long time in coming. For those of you that don't know, well, how can you not know? If you've never listened to a Perverted Podcast show in the last few months, you know that at the beginning of every show, we announce our glorious show sponsor, Headley, who has been a massively helpful supporter to us. And what is even more exciting than that, we'll get back to that a little bit later but Headley filled out one of the questionnaires that we ask our listeners to fill out to come and talk to us about their kinks and their fetishes and things that they find interesting about the kink lifestyle and Headley filled out his and let me tell you Headley I am so excited to literally I have notes little post-it notes all over my laptop because I have so (laughs) many questions about so many of the things that you do. But first off, just so our perverted podcast listeners can get to know Headley in a way that Kathy and I have gotten to know Headley, here is my favorite recent quote from Headley about perverted podcast. If ears could drool, I would have to wear a towel around my neck in anticipation for the next episode. That. I'm entirely bibbed out. I, I, I put on a bib and I just salivate uh, yeah, every Tuesday. <laughs> like I, I wake Ears. up, and I just, I'm so overjoyed when it, uh, it it comes into the feed. I'm like, oh my, what a wonderful surprise! Ear salivation is definitely. I like it when somebody says something. I'm like, I did not ever think of drooling ears. <laughs> I like you. Because you're creative. And let's get into some of the things. Now then, of course, we've mentioned on the show before that you're into tea service and things like that. Can you explain a little bit about your passion for tea service and how that works? So it arose a long time ago when I used to work at a Victorian tea shop at the beloved uh, uh, region of the Menlo. And uh, it was in a... A beautiful Victorian house that used to be, of all things, a, 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 a mortuary. So they, they <laughs> so it, so Perfect. like I swear that the uh, the bone china there rattled and was haunted most uh, excitedly. <laughs> and so um, for about you know five six years, maybe longer, I used to uh, swing open the doors and bring out uh, tea and a strainer and. Uh, Poured tea for many and various guests of all ages and, and sizes and, and dispositions. And, and uh, it was kind of interesting because the, the external atmosphere was very Victorian and quaint and like uh, candied lavender on the table and little tongs for the sugar cubes. And, and uh, uh, you know, every, everything was uh, proper and neatly prepared. But uh, behind the swinging door, uh, it was utter chaos like you know it's just like stuff was strewn about everywhere you know people were like making sandwiches there was um one lady that worked there she was kind of like a goth um ballerina and a goth arena she she goth arena yeah and so she she uh basically had all this like hardcore like music playing and punk rock and everything so that would be on one side and then you go out I do the other side, and there was like you know all this classical music and light harp music. That is that is a wonderful picture uh, to have in our minds of chaos meeting propriety. So yes. now then, um, I got a couple of questions because you listed a bunch of things, and li- I just want to ask these questions because I've been dying to ask them for uh, a lot, and then we'll get into some of the more uh, meaty lifestyle-y stuff about you. I never pronounce it right, so hopefully you can correct me right now. God, I can't even read it right. Dionysian castration. Yes, of course. You even knew before I said it. (laughs) What is that? Um, Well, it derives from a uh, work by Michael Foucault, and I was doing some research for a paper on um, Victorian repression as a form of creating innovation in a culture. And so, like, people channeled the sexual energy in unexpected uh, directions. And I think it had to do with, like, some sort of synesthetic 
occurrence that you know the mind is so frizzle fried trying to keep all these uh you know wild impulses and urges uh and then it gets channeled into to other things uh, you know I, i think freud kind of like emerged from that whole uh period of time and various other great writers and thinkers so the so the idea behind this is it's more of a mental type of castration or even a chastity to where people would take their all their pent up sexual energy and instead of uh, having a release or an orgasm or sex, um, or not in that order, but whatever order, um, it would be focused into other forms of work and service, is what you're saying. Yes, yes. The, the, the reality gets much distorted and everything. And I think that the uh, ancient Indian yogis uh, called it like Thomas, where they would like, you know, refrain from that kind of thing in the extreme aesthetic practices before like they found a medium with a middle way okay so now as far as chastity is is a big deal in the in the kinky lifestyle there's a lot of people uh in their dynamics that chastity is a part yes, of that key holders and yes key holders yeah, act- I, I really yeah just the idea of like i'm very much into the the design of them you know the various uh metals and um things that they use to uh Uh, caged in properly and um you know it, it, it's very uh, uh inspiring <laughs> it gets you it gets you pretty excited so now then is there ever now i'm going to ask questions as a dumb person because i don't do a lot of chastity obviously you've done i've done what you know was called edging um uh, where you get somebody excited and then you don't let them come but chastity is kind of like a whole much longer process So is there ever a point in the chastity where the sexuality kind of just turns into this humming energy that doesn't even feel sexual anymore and then it just becomes you're just at a certain place where you stay? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a, like a, a melting point and everything like that where it's like the 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 energy rushes up and there's like a a, a coolness that drips down and kind of circulates through the body and just gives a sense of uh, calm and and the, and the mind kind of almost uh, clears up a little bit this is good stuff headley this is this is absolutely good stuff because i like hearing the teacup absolutely amazing in the background what is i just have never understood about that calm and about that that intensity to build i think a lot of people and myself in some ways are kind of afraid of it because we we see the frustration of that chastity and and then we don't like you don't really hear how you get to a certain level and i guess if you've done a lot of fasting or things of that nature then you understand at a certain point of the fast you do reach some sort of I don't know what you would call it, epiphany state, enlightenment, and then it is peaceful. Yes. Yeah. It, 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 it very much, um, it's, it's a whole interesting phenomena, you know, just like the, it's, it seems like the senses kind of like uh, short circuit into a general state of awareness. And so like, it, it's, it's kind of uh, interesting because You, you rest in that awareness rather than getting uh, swept up into the senses or something like that. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's really complicated. Uh, I, 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 well, in a sense, it, I totally understand that it seems complicated, but it yeah. gets to that point of simplicity. Yeah. But what yes. I've noticed just in talking to you briefly and then, of course, seeing some of the other things that I want to ask you about, do you feel that when you are in this moment of not releasing sexually and you're in this chastity either to someone else or whatever and we'll talk about that in a minute do you feel it it seems to heighten all of your other senses of arousal yes yeah yeah and 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 it's kind of the wonderful part of it is like the frustration integrates into like the general frustration with the uh, the dysfunctionality of the world and so like All you think of all the other things that you've uh, been kept from, but you deeply desire, and so it somehow appeases that 
like the other yearnings that one has in one's life. So it's it's kind of an interesting uh, development. <laughs> Headley, you have just, I swear to God, you sound like fucking Willy Wonka. I swear <laughs> to God. I feel like I'm listening to both the Gene Wilder and Johnny Depp version of Willy Wonka of the Chastity Factory. <laughs> That's nice. Because this, I, I can promise you, as fascinated as I am, that our listeners are going to because these are things we've we've obviously never talked about on the show because we've never had anyone that was so passionate and articulate about it but it just really i don't know i think it's 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 very inspiring to see that you don't have to be afraid of these new ideas and that's part of what being in the lifestyle is all about anyway is that we're here and we're trying to expand ourselves and push our own boundaries and be vulnerable with our experiences and feelings so that we can hopefully get to a higher state of being with ourselves where we can deal with a crazy life but I have to ask one more before we get into some of the oh, experiences. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one, one like a scene that I always like imagined would be so um, sensual and fun would be to do um, a scene where somebody's locked up in chastity and the uh, mistress takes the key and tosses it out into the beach. And then she <laughs> sits, uh, you know, graciously underneath a big... Uh, lavender parasol while the waves are washing in and then um, you know the, the submissive is sent off with a little metal detector uh, on a quest <laughs> to go find the that key is... that so he could unlock uh, his his great uh, love flute or his something like that flute. <laughs> that is a very very uh, amazing visual and I know Aki I can think of probably five or six people that are like Headley, I would lock your dick up. I would lock your dick up, get you the metal detector, and that is definitely a fantasy (laughs) that could probably be, I could probably think of five or six that would help you out with that, that wonderful fantasy. I have to ask, because it sounds exactly what it sounds like, but I don't know if this is a metaphor for something. You listed in the questionnaire, folding Victorian prince as a <laughs> fetish. Mm. So now oh, yes. are you actually talking about getting Victorian pattern material and then the process of folding it into certain certain ways? Oh, it's you know Mad Magazine and how they have on the back page uh, something where you would fold like a landscape and then all of a sudden you would see Alfred E. Newman's face. Yes. Well, because... Um, pornography was not allowed back in the victorian ages it had to um emerge in different ways and i used to do a lot of uh, printing and etching and various things like that and there are these uh, mezzotint prints that were commonly put into uh various uh ladies magazines or or uh just like widely distributed and they have this element where sometimes there is a if you hold it up to the light, another image will come in from behind that will uh, create a different scenario. You know, they would just be like, on the one page, you would see the lady like reclining on a nice uh, comfy sofa surrounded by, you know, warm blankets and various things with a right. little candle by the by the side of her bed. And then if you on the verso side, there would be another image. And if you held that image up to the light, you could see like a, a paramour coming out of the darkness and like, you know, whispering sweet nothings into her ear or, you know, giving a gentle caress or, or uh, something to that effect. So um, I think they call it paraffin or something. Yeah, pa- paraffin. And then there's also extreme foreshortening. So it, when you look at an angle, an extreme angle. I think Salvador Dali used to use that a lot in some of his paintings where if you looked at it at an angle, you would see a whole different image. Right, um, right. And and so I think during that time period, in order to kind of... Like the print shop, somebody would come in 
and then the keeper would kind of like lead them over and say, oh, you know, if you fold the paper this way or if you hold it this way, you can kind of uh, animate certain activities that are uh. wink, wink, <laughs> nudge, nudge. So like it, when you fold it when you're a kid and you paint the thing and you fold the paper and it makes them look like they're fucking kind of thing. Oh, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. And you just like slightly bend the paper. Oh, uh, yeah. I, so, used, I, had, so, I had a big book, but I think the pages got too sticky. And, I, and my brother, <laughs> my brother, my brother took it away from me before I damaged it further. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So oh. now then you have certain prints. Uh, so it's not fabric prints. It's paper prints and literature pages of books and things like that that you're talking about. Folding. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I literally thought you were going to fabric shops and getting Victorian prints and then like ironing it and getting it uh, you know this makes a lot more sense Headley you're probably by far the most cultured fucking perverted podcast <laughs> listener we have at this point you mentioned Salvador Dali and Dionysian castration in one segment you pretty much get the alright you're kind of cultured so much that I want to say about some of the things we've spoke about and you are an incredibly wonderful character uh, and and I've really enjoyed this stuff that we've just been talking about and it surely opened my mind especially in regards to where the mindset goes in chastity and once you've taken kind of that release out of the picture and I think a lot of the listeners are going to uh, really have thoughts about that as we go forward, which is hopefully the goal of every time we have a segment where we get to know one of the listeners. So I'm super, super grateful that you spent some time with us. And I just, I obviously have to say um, on behalf of course, the listeners and Kathy and especially myself, um, you are an amazing partner of this show in service your service as a sponsor of the show has literally given not just the show but me personally the ability to spend more time focusing on this show which is absolutely a service to so many people who don't have a family of kinky people that they can feel a part of and you've really uh your service to the show has been has been exceptional, and I'm very, very grateful for that. And I wanted to thank you for that. Oh, well, Boogie, you always make us sparkle in so myriad a way, and as well as Kathy's bright, luminous nature always uh, uplifts and inspires. So, and it's quite amazing. Like, especially recently, like, I was reading through the FetLife Collaborative, and uh, I wasn't quite getting into it but kathy's rendition of it i found quite astounding so uh bravo uh many many applause so, so you would like uh, to hear kathy read more erotica oh yes definitely i would be all my hands and knees and just begging forth for uh, such a such a delight would be wonderful <laughs> <laughs> Headley, I could literally see her fanning herself right now. But you would probably do a better job of fanning Kathy. And, of course, she would get very blushy if she thought about that. Headley, it has been absolutely magical talking to you. Obviously, we'd love to have you uh, back with us on the speaking part of the show, uh, talking about some of these things. You have some fantastic points of view about uh, your lifestyle, your kinks, and just life in general. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, and we will definitely talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Boogie. Take care. Whee! <laughs> Perverted mailbox, bitch, what you gotta say? So I have two, one very, very short and one medium size. I'll give you the short one first. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Someone wrote to us and said, I want to give very much pain to boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait, what? Read it one more time so it can sink in. <laughs> I want to give very much pain to boobs. <laughs> Bless his heart. 
I don't Bless know what his or it her. means. I don't Bless. know why I'm laughing so much. You know, because <laughs> it could be a troll, but it also could be somebody who maybe English is a second language or third language and just that ability to reach out and to just say, I won't give much pain to boobs. I think we can all relate to that. What I think was that this is person thinking that it keeps because you know what? God damn me too. Me too. Perverted podcast emailer person. Me want to give pain much to boobs as well. There's no name or anything. It just came There's through nothing. our website. It's fucking classic. Oh my God. That's hilarious. I, I, mean, I hope with you. if this person is listening, they're not upset that we're laughing, but it is, it, it sounds so plaintive and and so sad that they just had to reach out and say I, I just want to give very much pain to boobs <laughs> okay. uh, we are awful people we are we're the worst <laughs> here I am asking people to send us emails and then we laugh at them <laughs> and all he wants is to give much pain to boobs <laughs> god damn it Kathy when will we grow up? Never. Continue. Never. All right. Thwackery wrote to us. Thwacker, thwacker, said, thwacker. <laughs> we can't say that name without having just a, a a bunch of silliness after it, right? They they had responded that they actually found that entertaining. So <laughs> thwacker. <laughs> Thank you, Sylvester. All right. He says, Dear Count Boogie, I wanted to pick up on something you talked about during the last episode, dominating to help subs improve themselves in some way. You'd mentioned this before in the context of helping Mew with her tests for medical school. And since then, I had the privilege of being a dom to my partner for several weeks. And if she broke her rules, the punishment was to practice a particular skill that she wanted to improve but was dreading to do for fear of failure. So thank you for your suggestion, as I think it's a style I'd like to revisit in the future. Of course, I know how difficult you find it to receive compliments, so I'll add that I haven't taken a single other piece of your advice. Bravo! (laughs) You will live a longer and happier life if you minimize the amount of stuff you actually hear from me. Plus, I thought Thwackery was a female. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I, yeah. It doesn't doesn't matter. But uh, hey, bravo, bravo, and it is fun. It is fun. The disciplines don't all have to be things that are sex related or pain related. Some of them can actually be. And a lot. I've had a lot of people that have submitted to me or let me daddy them for a while, specifically because they need that ass kicking. They need right. that extra encouragement, and why not put it into a fun dynamic? Because you can go to boot camp and have someone yell at you and tell you you're a piece of shit and get your stuff done. And some people respond to that. There's people in military that they really get organized when somebody barks orders at them, and that's great. But some people, they don't respond with the more aggressive tone and they need it to be in a more fun dynamic. And what a great opportunity to accomplish the goal, which in Muse case was get into med school, which she is now in med school. Um, Oh, Oh my God. I totally what? forgot. She sent me the text. Mew saved a life. <gasps> no. Mew helped uh, as a first responder in a, a thing where I guess she was driving with her, her roommate that's another med student, and they're all med students, and they're all interlocked, so they're all into the first aid and whatever. And Mew, which, by the way, some of my rules with Mew are look around, because she always used to be very focused on her phone or thing, and look around is like a big theme of mine. And she saw, I looked around. And I saw a car and then someone's feet were sticking out of it and it looked wrong. And so I told my roommate to pull over and pulled over and it was a girl and she was like in anaphylaxis. And so she was having a pro- she was having problems breathing and then she was passing out, but she didn't want help. And, and it was kind of weird. And they were right by the hospital, but they hadn't gotten there yet. And so 
they did their best to assess her. And then um, the one roommate had an EpiPen. And so they said, hey, we're going to use this, uh, you know, because uh, and she was like, no. And then finally she's like, yeah. And then they used it and helped bring her around a little bit. And then they got her in to the to the hospital. You know, they, wow. they, they made the connection. So it was really she was really excited because that was like a first responder kind of thing where right. you go and do. And that's the kind of, you know, she's learning that in her advanced first aid and medical school and stuff. And so it was just really good that now she's looking around. And and once again, we practiced that with a lot of love because she was really bad at it. And so, you know, so she looks around and and uh, and she was able to give aid in in a situation that obviously could have gotten bad because if you're in anaphylaxis and you're passing out you you can die right uh, so so she was really excited that's so cool see what yeah. comes of your mentoring and I, i'm her. not going to give myself total credit of that uh, you know other than the look oh, around part can you, know, you give yourself one. some credit well i am i am pretty awesome but um okay. we we're really <laughs> okay. proud of her so uh so yeah it was pretty cool yeah that's you know what i i really do wish someone would uh, that I, I wish the creative explorer was interested in taking that kind of dominant route because I would love it. I could absolutely lose weight if I had a dominant telling me what I could and couldn't do. Um, but he's simply not interested in that. It's not a responsibility he wants to take on. I mean, I wish I was submissive because I'd love somebody to tell me what to do too. You know, I think yeah. we could all benefit from, you know, that instruction, that, that ability to help us organize and motivate. But in reality, I'm going to go crazy on you, Kathy. Uh-oh. What you are seeking is actually just permission to use the higher awareness that you have in your mind that is already there with the ability to uh, it's, it's there give with you the that ability, growth. but so is a lot of stuff. And in sure. the privacy of my own home, in the privacy of my own thoughts, I lose that battle. Right. If instead I have in my mind that it's my dominant who's telling me this, I'm no longer alone. I don't have that luxury of saying, well, nobody will see this. Right. And so it that I am very weakened in that area of my life and in that area of my mind. I am to too. To have someone else shoring that up and helping me and saying, eh, you're not alone. You can't do this in privacy. You can't. Uh, do the things that you want to do and grab that bag of chips because I'll know about it. And if I'm particular, if I've given my submission to that person, uh, it is not something I can go against. And suddenly where I was weak, I'm stronger. And so I feel you. That's support. Yeah, it would be great. But anyway, but I, you know, I think it's great that Thwackery found that and, um, and, 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 and understands as we were talking about how, how, what a big responsibility is when you do that. Cause you can't just, it's not just lording it over somebody and telling them what to do. You're, you're taking responsibility over a portion of that person's life. Even if it's for a short time. And it sounds like they respected that moment and that it worked out. Yeah. It's great. A naughty listener has volunteered to read erotica. So let's grab some lube and listen up. Ladies and gentlemen of the perverted podcast audience, this is the first of hopefully many listener erotica readings. This is an erotica that I wrote called Stiff Competition, read by the delightfully sexy Wicked. There I was, alone with myself, horny like fire, unabandoned by lust for that damn toy, that damn glorious stuffer of my filthy holes, that firm and unrelenting hard vessel that will go till I'm a puddle of selfish cum, then mockingly smile at my defeat while it bobs on its suction cup. Today it will meet its match. Today it will cry and beg for mercy as my hot cunt burns around its molded veiny shaft. As I ride it hard enough to rip the floor it's stuck to down to the fucking foundation of the house, it will see me as a formidable foe not to be reckoned with. 
I will squeeze my pussy with the force of a hydraulic press, bathing that whimpering toy in wave after wave of my dripping cum. My clit will ring like an air raid siren as I demolish any hope of that thick phallus ever smirking at me again. <laughs> I will fuck you now, you fake cock motherfucker. Prepare to die. Eight and a half minutes later, I'm drenched in sweat, sprawled out and savoring the coolness of the hardwood floor against my naked, steaming, trembling flesh. My heart is beating so hard I can feel it in my feet, and my gasping for breath is less than ladylike. And there it is, upright and amused by my failure with the slightest of bounce on his precious goddamn suction cup. As my nap-needing eyes fixate on it before they close, I whisper to my nemesis, Next time, Dildo. Next time. Uh, don't, don't choke and die now. <laughs> Pull the mic away from yourself when you do that, but crying out loud. All right. I did it. That marks the end of show 278. A huge, wet, sloppy shout out to our amazing family of Patreon supporters. I just love you guys so much for being there for us. If you haven't already done so, please visit us on patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast and consider donating five bucks a month to this podcast. And as always, write to me and Boogie at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to visit us on FetLife under the group name Perverted Podcast. And of course, special thank you to our glorious show sponsor, Headley, who did a phenomenal job in this interview. Can't wait to have him back again in audio so you can hear all of his intricacies and wondrous stories of joy and love and life and fulfillment and tea. And then, of course, a glorious special thanks to Wicked, who did such a wonderful job. And Kathy, she really did. I said, you know, you should probably get friendly with the dildo Uh-oh. prior to reading about it. Just, you know, so you could get in the space for reading. And like and an amazing... trooper that am- she is. The trooper that she is. She did some sexual prep to get ready to read. And I hope... 8,000 people masturbate uh, to that story. Write us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com if you masturbated to Wicked's uh, glorious erotic reading, and we will be doing more of those uh, hopefully very soon. To the rest of our listeners, you are the wind beneath Kathy and I's wings, but we're fat, so you gotta blow really, really fucking hard. If you want us to fly, I'm just saying. Just, Otherwise, we're going to splat on the ground, just man. Don't let us splat. Just keep sending us those emails. Keep listening to the show. Keep listening to us fight and scream at each other. And we will see you guys on the next show next week. Woo! God, my head hurts. Every 30 days, it's really important that a woman give herself a breast exam. I can help I can help Small circular motions around the areola And working your way into the armpit Fuck yeah, I know And I can help Cause if you feel a lump and a little lump It might be nothing but you still should go and get head checked and why would a guy like me you ask be so obsessed with a woman's health care cause I like titties titties are good must protect titties bouncy bubbly titties healthy for a snack I'm loving every rack I like titties We like titties, really nice ripe titties Titties are good, good, good titties Titties are good, titties are good Must protect titties Yeah Things can turn quite ugly if you don't protect your juggies So don't give 
cancer a chance to kick your ass. Avoid that dance. Hooters give us so much joy, so why on earth would you avoid getting to know your breasts with a simple test? It'll put your mind at rest. Yeah. It doesn't matter how big or small your chi-chis are Every shape and size is special and worthy of respect And if you need, I'll come to you and squeeze your boobs To help make sure that you're doing it correct Cause I like titties Titties are good Must protect titties Bouncy bubbly titties Healthy for a snack, I'm loving every rack. I like titties. Do you like titties too? Yeah! Then keep them healthy so the titties are here to stay. To love and touch and lick and play with. Organize those who are uber fans of boobies To inspire those who possess To get undressed And check their breasts Also be a buddy and help Razor donate money For research and patient care Will you take the dare To stand up everywhere Say, I like titties. Titties are good. Must protect titties. Bouncy bubbly titties. Help me for a snack. I'm loving every rack. Fighting for the boobies. I'm on the attack. All across the land. Doing breast exams. Because I like titties. Yes, I do.